I think it's good whenever you get like a really good IA to want to like pass that on and like become an IA yourself and be like a good IA. Um, and I always tell my kids like at the end of the semester, like, hey, like, you know, we're always hiring. If you want to teach, like, here's the link or whatever. Um, and I've had like several of my kids um, become IAs in like in like subsequent semesters. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I think I I think I do like a, a decent job and in, like inspiring people to want to teach as well. Um, but I think that's what it was. I think I had a really good Oakham One IA, and it made me kind of want to um, like share that experience with other people. Hi Chandler, thanks for joining us. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, we kind of brought you here because you're a very experienced lab IA at Texas State. Uh, what else do we do we want to know about you? Well, um, so I'm a senior in the chemistry program at Texas State. Um, I've been lab IAing for like two years now. Um, so it's probably it's, it's a pretty fun thing. Um, I think I'm pretty good at it. I recently started working in like the chemistry stockroom, so um, just kind of like I'm all around the chemistry department, kind of. Um, I'm also researching with the Hudnall group, um, so there's really it's really nice because this year and last year I kind of like never really leave the chemistry building. That's where like all my classes are and all my like, research and my job, it's all just in one building. So it's really nice. Um, I'm kind of just all over the department for the most part. Um, yeah, that's kind of everything I do um, as far as like chemistry is concerned. What are you in IA for right now? Uh, right now I'm in my, gosh, like fourth <laughs> semester or fifth semester of OCHEM 2. Uh, I started with Oakham 1 uh, for a semester or two, and then I moved to Oakham 2, and I've stayed since. Okay, cool. Yeah. Which one do you like more? Uh, I like Oakham 2 a little bit better, yeah. just because the students are a little bit more, um, I don't know, it, it's really the the labs, because Oakham mm-hmm. 1, I feel like it's a lot of just teaching you like how to do things, and then Oakham 2, it's like, use those things to like do chemistry, you know? Like, they it's put a lot it all more, together. Yeah, it's a lot more reactions. It's a lot more like synthesis instead of just like, this is how a distillation works. Like, you know. Right. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. The uh, the OCHEM two lab was kind of moved online for me, so mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. get to really put all that stuff together and you know work with everything I learned in OCHEM one. But uh, yeah, if I could take it again, I probably would. That'd be really cool. Um, so about two years of being a, a lab IA, uh, and you got into it for OCHEM 1. Uh, mm-hmm. what, you know, what made you decide you wanted to be an IA? Why OCHEM 1? Uh, how did that kind of manifest? Hmm. That's a good question. I don't really remember. Um, I think I just, because uh, I was working full-time uh, at that time, like, and I think I just kind of wanted a second job. Um, and I figured it wouldn't be too much, like too, too hard. I could incorporate it into like my class schedule and my work schedule because it would be a very like rigid thing you know like you know tuesday from 8 to 11 type of thing um i had a for at least for Oakham one i had a really good um ia first time i took it um and so i don't know i think it's just i think it's good whenever you get like a really good ia to want to like 
pass that on and like become an IA yourself and be like a good IA. Um, and I always tell my kids like at the end of the semester, like, hey, like, you know, we're always hiring. If you want to teach, like, here's the link or whatever. Um, and I've had like several of my kids um, become IAs in like in like subsequent semesters. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I think I I think I do like a, a decent job and in, like inspiring people to want to teach as well. Um, but I think that's what it was. I think I had a really good Oakham One IA, and it made me kind of want to um, like share that experience with other people. And um, and you know, it's you know, I figured you know it'll look good on a resume. Um, you're gonna have to teach eventually, um, so you know, might as well start now. And then as far as Oakham. Um, I just really, really enjoyed Oakham 1 and Oakham 2 when I took it, and that's what my research is in, is in organic chemistry, so I figured um, I don't really want to teach the gen chem students. Um, I'd rather kind of stick to, like, organic. Yeah, it just makes sense. Yeah. Um, what, what class were you, like, currently in when you started your job as an IA? Were you, like, in Oakham 2 teaching the Oakham 1 lab? Um... I was, so it's actually kind of a funny story that that semester that I had like the really good Oakham one IA, I actually failed that class, <laughs> like that semester. <laughs> so, uh, cause back then it was, if you were absent three times, um, like mm. you missed three labs, then you fail the class, like regardless of what your grade is at the time. Um, and I had it at like 8am on a Friday. And so I missed like a couple times and then I eventually failed like towards the end of the semester. I was like, well, darn, like, like, and I emailed my guys like, Hey man, like you were awesome or whatever, but like, I just, I missed too many times. So like, when do I like check out of my stuff or whatever? But, um, so it kind of like sent me back a semester as far as like when I was normally taking my, my classes. So I was, so let's see, I took Oakham one, and Oakham, two, Oakham one lab and lecture together, and I failed the lab. And then the next semester, I took Oakham two, and I retook Oakham one. That was in the spring. And then over the summer, I took Oakham two lab in the summer. And then that very next fall, I started teaching Oakham one. But by then, I was already in PCM. Okay. I was already out. I was already out of um, out of the Oakham lab or lectures. Hmm. I kind of, I kind of asked just because, like, as someone who has considered being a lab IA, uh, it, I kind of consider like if I want to go into the OCHEM one lab, you know, mm-hmm. when's a good time? Like, when would I be like ready? Uh, I mean, I think everyone kind of asks themselves like, am I? Do I understand this enough to teach it to other people? Uh, like, I guess you being in PCHEM, you kind of felt much more comfortable, especially having taken it like one and a half times, sort of. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were, you were definitely, were you in research at the time too, with, with, in the Hudnall lab? Uh, not when I first started that semester, um, I started teaching and then at the end of that semester, probably like right around November, I started researching. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask a quick question. Uh, so I myself also considered, um, being a lab IA, uh, but one of the things that always crossed my mind, uh, before applying was, um basically being in like in a lab setting you know you you, with your lab students and then uh someone asks you a question and you don't know you know like you just kind of like because i remember like uh when i was taking okam one and okam two i would ask a question uh and sometimes my eye would be like um honestly i don't know 
Uh, and then I was like, what if I, that was me in that situation? Like, I honestly probably wouldn't know what to do. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, that happens to me. Like, uh, it hasn't happened so much this semester. Um, it's really nice to be able to get like a couple of chem majors to teach because most people are bio or biochem. Um, but every now and then I'll get like a chem major or two. They always ask like, like unrelated questions, if that makes sense. Like just questions like that just come into their brain. Um, and sometimes I don't know. I always have my laptop open because like I'll kind of, you know, get them going and then like complete an assignment or two. Um, and so sometimes it's just something I can like Google if I don't know. Um, but sometimes it's like really like, like a question like no one's ever asked, like no one's cared to like, you know, put on like a forum and have people answer it. Um, like I remember, and it's always nice, like when someone asks you a question that you don't know the answer to, because um, like, you know, you just, it's a little bit like, uh, I guess like awkward or embarrassing when you're just like, oh, like, I don't know. <laughs> but um, it's kind of cool. Like then you go through that, like that process of figuring it out. Like one one of my students asked me, this was like when I took, when I taught with him one, so it was like over a year ago. She asked me like why we use acetone to like clean up the water in like the glassware, which like is a simple enough like question. And I feel like I should have known why, but like actually like why it works and like how it happens. I was like, I don't really know. Like I would assume like the water kind of just like dissolves the ethanol, like if that makes sense. She's like, yeah, kind of. And I was like, but I really like, I'm not sure. And so I ended up like looking it up and that's kind of like what it is. Like they're just miscible in each other. But um, yeah, it was cool. Like having to go through that, that process of like learning something you would have never really thought to like think about, you know? Um, and just the other day, actually, one of my students, she was like, Hey, like I had a shower thought the other day, like I was, I was taking a shower and I was like, why is water a liquid if it's made out of like two gases? hydrogen and oxygen and I was like that's I was like that's a really like really interesting question and I was like I don't really know I don't really know quite why and like uh I still haven't like I just told her like probably because you know on earth it's like you have the pressure and the temperature to where like yeah. water is a liquid but like that's not really like why like I don't know like um I just gave her kind of like that like short answer but I was gonna kind of like look into it but it's kind of hard to um I don't know. I feel like a lot of people just like take it as a given, you know, that, yeah. that water is just liquid. But I was going to say, I don't think I've ever heard that question. Being, yeah. Been asked. But those questions yeah. are, are fun, right? Because like mm -hmm. that one shows that the student's comfortable with you and they're kind of willing to have fun with what they're learning and like go outside of what they're supposed to be doing in the lab. Mm -hmm. And I was I remember because I've had plenty of these experiences as well. And Edgar has to through like SI and tutoring. I think it was one day I had a student in my SI class come for tutoring and she was asking me some questions and she, I mean, she's very bright. So she was asking really good questions and really putting me on the spot. And, and that's where it's really interesting to see how much more you learn through teaching. Cause you're like, mm -hmm. I wasn't thinking about that. That's a great question. And you have to kind of apply yourself uh, on the spot. So I, I, I really like those moments and, but I think it's almost most intimidating as an IA because there's like a group of people and there's like mm -hmm. all, all possibilities of, of, of questions like that. And it could be kind of contagious. Sometimes that shower thought question comes out and it's like, wait, but what about this? And yeah. maybe you lose control of the class a little bit. But um, well, 
So that's another thing I actually kind of wanted to talk about a little bit was uh, as an IA, you have to lead the class, uh, the lab. You have to teach and you have to kind of control and make sure that everyone's moving at a good pace. No one stays for, you know, three and a half hours if they don't have to. Um, how has being an IA helped in your leadership and communication skills? Um, I would say it's definitely helped them quite a bit. Um, mm. And I've seen quite the, uh, quite the like, um, growth, I guess, in myself and in, in both of those kind of aspects. Because um, I've always been like kind of a pretty like reserved person, and I didn't really like speaking in front of people, and um, and I guess I wasn't really thinking about that whenever I applied to be an IA. Um, that, but like I mean, I knew that about myself. But you know, the first, the very first semester I I was teaching in the very first lab, I was like super nervous, and it was like it was kind of a rough one. Um, and but I was teaching three labs that semester. And so that was the Monday lab. It was very like, it was very like awkward. I didn't really know what to say. And I was really nervous. Um, and then I had a Wednesday lab and a Friday lab. And by the time I got to the Friday lab, I kind of knew, you know, what was going on, what they needed to know. Um, I was able to like effectively communicate to them, like, you know, all the important parts. Um, so it's definitely um, just within like each lab setting, it's definitely um, like a kind of learning process for yourself. Um, not just in terms of like the chemistry, just being able to be in a group and like lead them and kind of like, you know, tell them what to do. Um, Cause I never really had, I was never really in that role. I was always kind of, you know, being told what to do, you know, like going through school, um, you have your teachers that are just kind of like, this is this, you know, and like learn this, write this down or whatever. Um, it was kind of a unique, uh, like novel experience to be that, that teacher role. Um, and, you know, and every week, uh, you know, starting over on that Monday lab, you know, it's a new lab and I don't know what to say yet. And so every week, um, the Monday lab was always a little bit rough. Um, I got over that, that nervousness and that scared, like, you know, feeling of like having to talk in front of people. Um, and I think especially like getting to know them, you know, cause I was really nervous cause it was like eight strangers, but, um, you know, like after you kind of get to talk to them and stuff and then you see them the following week, you're like, okay, yeah, like. I know you guys now. Um, it was still like some hiccups. Like I still like didn't know everything that was going on, but I was able to kind of like work through it a little bit easier. And then by the time we got to the Friday lab, like it was smooth sailing. Um, so yeah, I think, and especially now, like um, that was my first semester and I wasn't super, probably super great at communicating um, really everything that they needed to know. Um, I think I've gotten a lot better because I I used to like really really over explain everything um, to the point to where it was probably like detrimental to mm -hmm. what they're supposed to be learning. Um, like in the NMR and IR lab, uh, I used to like explain like what was happening in the NMR, like how the magnets were working in in the NMR, um, and like how it was affecting like the hydrogens and stuff, and like no one really you don't need to know that <laughs> to do the lab, you know, you just have to learn how to like read the spectra. And so that's kind of what I go over now. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just kind of been able to kind of figure out like what the important parts are, what they need to hear and how to best kind of like deliver those messages. Um, and then of course, like the whole transition to online learning, it's a, it's a challenge, like making sure that everyone is 
on the same page and that like, you know, they come to the Zoom lectures or whatever. Um, so there's that aspect of like communicating to them, like, hey guys, like I always like, I, I feel like I'm the only IA that does, that uses the announcements like tab in Canvas. Um, and I send them like two a week. Like mm -hmm. I'm always saying like, hey guys, like remember this, like, you know, don't forget to like, you know, your report's due on Sunday, just stuff like that. Um, I try to keep up a constant stream of communication and I give them all like my, my email and my cell phone number just so that if it's something quick, they can just like shoot me a text. Um, and a lot of them do. So um, I've been called crazy for that. <laughs> that like, I used to think that too, you know, I used to think like, oh, why would you ever give your number out to people? But I think especially now more than ever, it's really important to kind of uphold that communication and that norm of like, yeah, we, you know, please talk to me because there's so many classes and uh, so many students that are just like, I mean, one of my labs, I won't say which, but I, I don't know my lab IA's name because I never talked to her. And like, I mean, I just get like this very um, like uh, generic announcement once a week uh, that just kind of like, it's, it's a mess. And well, my point here is like communication is really important uh, in order for the students to know what's going on. And it's not like you're trying to be a helicopter IA or anything. You're just, it's, it's important and you want, you want students to be comfortable in the lab and comfortable asking for help. Um, and I'm sure you have more to say on that, but in general, I think like that's how you prevent, you know, big mistakes. That's how you prevent people turning things in late or doing things completely wrong. And I, I just think this semester we, we all really have to help each other out a little bit more than, than in the past. Yeah, definitely. It's also kind of a, there's another like kind of added layer to the need to like really be able to effectively communicate um, this semester at least because, um, and it's not, it's, it's kind of unrelated to the whole like pandemic situation that we're in. Um, it's for the Oakham 2 and Oakham 1 uh, labs. We, um, you know, we lost Dr. Dorsey not too long ago. And so we have a whole new lab coordinator and he's kind of like restructuring everything and, um, since I was like the the senior most like OCHEM 2 lab IA, I worked with him a lot, um, you know, on like what the labs are, like how to, you know, like just everything about kind of each lab. Um, so it really helped um, me get like a really deeper understanding for each of the labs. Um, so it, it probably like really, really in, like improved my uh, like teaching quality for each lab because I know so much about them and like, the things that can go wrong because normally you just you you know if a student messes something up you're like okay like now i know that's something that could happen i'll tell my other students like hey don't do this but actually being able to run through the experiments again like in kind of like a um outside of like a classroom setting we would just come in and you know run the reaction um it definitely helped kind of learn like kind of the intricacies of the reaction but as far as the communication aspect goes he uh he likes to kind of like move things around um, and kind of do his own kind of thing. And it's always, uh, it can be a bit confusing for everyone and it's a bit confusing for me, but we have our like weekly meetings uh, with the IAs and with Dr. Stogi, and we, we discuss kind of like what's new, like how, like, you know, what is expected, stuff like that. Um, and then so now it's like the IA's job to then take that, you know, that message from higher up and, you know, distribute it like lower down 
So it's not it's not a like purely leadership like communicating role. It's also like kind of like you're the messenger between the lab coordinator and all of the lab students, um, which I assume is a pretty similar. I've never SI'd, but I assume it's it's pretty similar um, kind of situation. There's the lecturer and then all of the students, um, and you're kind of there as that like intermediary in a sense. Um, that's a lot of what lab IAing is. Um, kind of like making sure that what the lab coordinator wants, all the students know. Um, and then it's, you know, keeping them safe and kind of doing your little pre-lab lecture um, and then helping them if they don't understand a procedure step. But really that's a big part of it is just making sure that what the lab coordinator wants to have happen, that's like communicated effectively to the students. Cool. Um, I wanted to, uh, I guess I like just mentioned something, uh, and it's a little bit like back on the conversation, uh, when you were mentioning how you were explaining how the NMR actually works inside, uh, to the students and stuff like that. Um, it kind of resonated with me because sometimes, uh, what I do is I try to explain to my students really more than they need to know. But the only reason I do that is because I find it cool. And mm -hmm. so I'm hoping that they find it cool as well. But I I came to the realization that there are some students who are interested in, you know, what's going on. And there are other students who, you know, they're just taking the class because they need to take the class, which is, again, okay, like not discouraging anybody. Um, but I think making that difference between, okay, they need to know this information versus I'm just related to this information because I find it cool and I hope that you find it cool. Uh, I think sometimes can be a little bit hard because I mean I'm a chem major so I find any type of chemistry really cool um, so I guess sometimes when I'm like doing my essay sessions and stuff like that I kind of figure would they find this cool would they not should I even spend time mentioning this uh, I don't know I just kind of like you said that and I was like hmm, yeah I could see that yeah it's definitely something that was hard for me at first because um, I also find everything cool and I think like why wouldn't this be cool to other people but i kind of noticed that as i was explaining some things that were kind of related but kind of a little bit more um like advanced that a lot of people were kind of tuning out um especially in the classes that it's like i don't have a single chem major and it's like all biology or all biochem uh, none of them really like super care about like how the nmr works but i've had some kids like come up and ask me like hey like could you go in like more depth about this? And we're like, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's cool. So uh, for somebody like considering the job of an IA, what are some, what, what would, what are some recommendations you'd make for them to like consider before they, you know, actually apply? What, what are some things they should have in mind when thinking mm -hmm. about working as an IA? Um, I would say whichever lab you're, you're trying to teach, um, Make sure that you really know that lab, um, and obviously, like you'll you'll come to know it more like after teaching it. But it's really important to know what your know what the lab is and like what they're doing, like out, like on a like on a wide scale. Like how I said, Okum One is kind of teaching you how to do things, and then Okum Two is use these things to do chemistry. It's kind of like that. You need to know like Gen Chem One is like you know this. I don't really remember my Gen Chem labs, but um, it's good to kind of know like on a on a wide scale like what your lab itself is and then you know on the micro scale like what each lab like for each week is that you're teaching um, 
you know, that's kind of a really important thing I would say. Um, but as far as like someone that's first coming in to be an IA, um, I don't know, just, I would say kind of, you have to learn how to just kind of roll with the punches. It's definitely um, a new experience for a lot of people that have never like had a teaching role. Um, and it's definitely a big time commitment. You know, you have your three hour lab every week. Um, if you're only teaching one, most people teach two or some people teach three. Um, three labs is a lot though. And um, that's what I did my very first semester and I haven't done it since just because it was such a such a constant like time commitment. Um, so that was really hard for me my first semester IAing. And I really wouldn't recommend that to anyone um, for their first semester at least. Um, and that's really just down to like the grading. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure the grading for like the Gen Chem labs isn't that grueling, but reading like 16 lab reports per section, um, you know, and you have three sections, that's like almost 50 reports and that's every week. So uh, on top of your Jeez. 50 quizzes. <laughs> so it's just kind of like, you have to be cognizant of your, um, like how much time is really appropriate to put into this, which is like, not to like, you know, kind of like downgrade it, but it's, it is just kind of like a part-time job. Um, you know, it's like no one like, you know, wants to grow up and be an OCHEM 2 IA. Like, it's just kind of like, it's kind of like a filler job. It's, it looks good on your resume, but, um, you know, it's, it is a temporary thing at the end of the day. Um, so you want to be like cognizant of, uh, how, how really important it is to you at the time, because I'm guilty of it. Like I'll grade instead of doing like homework. Um, cause like I need to get this grade in by Sunday or something. Um, but then I'll have like, you know, an assignment due on Monday and I'm like, I'm kind of screwed, like strapped for time. So, um, you do need to kind of be aware that it is a time commitment. Um, and that really like your schoolwork will come first. Like it needs to come first, like um, as, as well as like, you know, other things in your life. Um, I have a friend who um, he's a Gen Kim 2 IA, I believe. And um, we always like, we're always like, hey, like, you know, come hang out or whatever. And he's like, can't, I'm grading <laughs> like mm -hmm. all the time. He's always grading. Um, so it's kind of that too. It's not just like your schoolwork comes first, but sometimes like, it can be like somewhat of a drain on your social life, especially like when I was teaching the three when I was teaching the three courses, the three like different sections. Um, I remember like it was was really hard to find time to like do other things other than school and work, like to just go like you know be a part of a club or something. Um, so really, I think that would be the biggest thing I would say to someone that's like uh, wants to be a new IA is just be aware of like the time commitment of it and be able to properly schedule yourself and, um, you know, just budget your time wisely. So let me get this straight. Three, three lab sections and you were doing physical chemistry. Yeah. In the same semester. Yeah. Oh and quant, I, think. I think I was in quant at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And like an E and M or mechanics, yeah. one of the two. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really fun semester. Uh, <laughs> learned a lot. It was really busy. Well, I'm sure it set you up for really knowing how to manage your time. But yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't do that to myself. That sounds crazy. Um, wow. So, so we were talking about your research a little bit, uh, the mm -hmm. Hundle Group. Uh, how did being an IA kind of like help you get in there, or or like when you were in the lab, you know, how in what ways of being an IA kind of 
make you a more efficient you know, student in the lab or in, how, how did it help um 